0: Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Saturday, July 31st, 2021. Looking forward to a great show with the photographer, the photographer, Evan Schiller. He's been uh, doing this for a long time now, a one-time pro. Um, now uh, has been doing photography probably, um, well, as long as I can remember. Um, and he's fantastic at it. Uh, if you follow him on on Twitter and Instagram, The shots are phenomenal, so looking forward to talking to him today. Uh, He was recently out at uh, Sands Point, which is one of my favorite golf courses on Long Island, and so um, be interested to hear about that experience and and see what he's up to. Uh, A once uh, friend of the program, uh, he's been on before, so looking forward to catching up with him. uh, One Evan Schiller. So we'll be back in 90 seconds. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorscher.
1: Pete's Golf. Since 1979, Pete's Golf has been practicing the art of club fitting and has been selected as a top 100 club fitter by Golf Digest magazine. At Pete's Golf, we use the best technology available to create an exceptional fitting experience for every customer that walks into our store. Visit Pete'sGolf.com or call 516-248-6891. That's 516-248-6891 and get your next set of clubs fit for you. Malvis Equipment Company is the oldest distributor of power equipment on Long Island and has been serving the community for over 100 years. We have two locations for your convenience in Riverhead and Hicksville. Malvis Equipment offers a diversified line of quality products for golf, sports, and turf, including Jacobson, Redexam Vertidrain, Smithco, and Turfco. We also carry Mahindra and New Holland tractors and construction equipment. Visit our website at malveasequipment.com or call us at 516-681-7600. Hey everyone, this is Chris Foschel with Mizuno. There's no better feeling than having your clubs perfectly dialed in, and with over 2,000 authorized performance fitting partners nationwide, it couldn't be any easier to get custom fit using Mizuno's revolutionary Shaft Optimizer 3D. Find the right shaft and match it with any of our legendary grain flow forgings or our award-winning hot metal irons featuring high-strength chromoly. Visit MizunoGolf.com to find the nearest authorized fitter in your area. And remember, nothing feels like a Mizuno.
0: All right, and we're back. Pleased to be joined by photographer Evan Schiller. Evan, how you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you for having me on.
0: Sure, sure. I uh, I know you've been on the program before. Um, and so I'm looking forward to catching up with you and, and to discuss, I know you recently have been on Long Island, uh, f- f- uh, doing some, um, some work at Sands Point, but, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a year or two since we had you on the program and, and I'm just kind of curious, uh, you know, uh, where you've traveled to and, and maybe some of the places you've been working, uh, you, you know, you're, you're a guy who's always on the move Uh, How has it been for the last couple of years? And then, obviously, what was it like for you during COVID? Uh,
1: Well, yeah, it's been, let's see, during COVID, uh, let's see, last year, you know, March, April, part of May was pretty much shut down for me. But then, you know, end of May last year, things uh, started to pick up and I probably... I got on my first plane mid June last year, which was a little bit um unnerving, but I managed. Um, and so you know from that point on, I've been traveling quite a bit. um you know i've kind of I've navigated my way and figured out how to you know travel, stay in hotels and stay safe and mm-hmm. managed not to get managed not to get covid. Uh, but it's been a you know it's been a really busy, busy stretch, um especially this year. During,
0: um, since, do, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say when you were shut
0: down, um, what do you do? You know, you've you've done such an extraordinary job taking pictures of golf courses and using footage and, and drone footage and and uh, obviously your camera. I'm just kind of curious. Uh, do you when you have a forced uh, downtime like that, like COVID did to all of us? Um, did you do anything yeah. to uh, hone your craft, to learn anything new, tricks, or or did you really just kind of decompress?
1: Uh, actually, I loved it. <laughs> I know most people didn't, but I, I loved it because it was uh, time at home, which I don't get a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually um, undert- I took on rebuilding my website. You oh know, I okay, said, well, yeah, I got a break, and it I know that takes some time and 'cause it was you know there's a lot of content and so uh, I got a guy to you know build me a really nice website, so you know that took the better part of two months, um, so we took basically March and April to do that mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's how pretty much how I spent my time <laughs> my well, time. I mean. Um,
0: I feel like two months isn't a lot of time to, to, I mean, it sounds like a lot of time, but considering the number of um, pictures that you take, the courses that you document yeah. to, to organize and archive and, and, and structure uh, all your images, I find that hard. It seems like even that, that's not a lot of time for what I, the vast collection that you must have. Well, you know
1: what? I would wake up in the morning and I would just hit my computer and I'd get to work and uh, you know, I'd, you uh, basically that was what I was doing every day. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we got it done because I said, okay, I got the time, and I'm just going to devote it to this.
0: Yeah, and it's beautiful.
1: And, yeah, and it was a perfect time because I don't know another time. Well, I like, you know some time in the winter, but I don't know. There's not much other time during the year where I could actually put aside two months to rebuild my website. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean,
1: as busy as as you are, I can imagine that
0: it was kind of, yeah, it was sort of, uh, I guess you could say in some levels, a silver lining to having the time to do that.
1: Yeah, that's why I loved it.
0: (laughs) What, um, you just went to Sands Point, which is one of my uh, favorite golf courses on Long Island. Uh, How would you describe that golf course?
1: Wow. well, I know it's an old tilling house course that mm-hmm. Keith Foster re- well, I don't know, recently within the last I think six, seven years sure. restored. Yeah. Um, you know, it 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 almost has a links uh, it almost has a lynx kind of feeling to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, not quite. Um, you know, I know they cleared out a lot I, I hadn't that's the first time I would seen it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they cleared out a lot of trees. So I it's a wide open space, which I, I love, you know, I, I love when there's these wonderful vistas and, you know, you can see one hole from another Uh, and it has, you know, I'm a fan of some of the older designs, you know, some of the more, some of them are kind of quirky, but I love the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, more, Kind of squared off green squared off bunkers and you know, it doesn't quite have that but it does to a certain degree yeah um and you know the odd shape bunkers, not you know not the big you know curvy ones so i really i love that type of architecture um and you know it just has you know it's one of those places you drive in the gate and it just has a really really nice feel about it um you know, it's, it's hard to describe. Just the whole vibe of the place is really, you know, it's, it's really understated. You know, the clubhouse is really nice, but it's understated. Uh, you know, it's, you know, you drive in, the range is right there. The clubhouse is right there. You know, the golf course is right. It's all right there. Um, yep. I just, I really, I loved it.
0: Yeah, I think understated is a good word, um, quaint in some levels. And I don't mean that in the you know, I mean that in the best possible way. It has um yeah. it's got a lot of charm to it as well. Uh it, it does. and so the, I think that's the some of the things that, you know, come to my mind uh when I when I think of about Sands Point. It's obviously the golf course is the um really the reason you know it's a it's a golf club uh there's no other really amenities or anything like that so uh the golf course is the the main uh draw and i i I do like that part as well um that's more my style versus the sort of uh big grandiose complexes that have uh, all the amenities and stuff like that there's just something about a pure golf club that's just my particular preference
1: yeah, no, me, mine as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. So for, yeah. for those, you know, for those of us who are not familiar with what you do, um, it's it's not as simple as uh, uh, just walking around and taking a picture and or getting on a ladder and taking a picture or getting on a ladder on top of a golf cart for all I know. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Maybe you could tell, tell, uh, take our listeners through, uh, you know, what was it like, Um, from beginning to end when, you know, with the planning and the execution of uh, Mm. of photographing Sands Point.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I had a guy, I I posted a photo on, I forgot, I think it was Instagram. And Mm -hmm. some guy made a comment and he said, so what do you do? Just run around taking pictures of golf courses. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I la- I laughed and I I didn't quite know how to respond to that right. Um, and I just kind of laughed and I thought it was funny and I said, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just left Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah, on one level, but it, it's not. Um, you know, it, you know, somebody somebody else said, well, how do you choose what golf courses you photograph? <laughs> um, so I said, to him, I said, well, I don't. I'm, you know. I basically go shoot whoever's hiring me. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So all the courses that I shoot, I've been hired to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So with, you know, with regard to Sands Point or any, any shoot for that matter, um, the golf course usually contacts me and it's generally a, you know, a GM uh, or a marketing director of marketing. In the case of Sands Point, it was Pat, Pat Ryan, who's the superintendent there, he spearheaded the whole thing. I'm sure, you know, the club was behind it, but he spearheaded it. You know, right. he called me, um, you know, said want me to come out here and do it. We he we set up the so we set up the date, um, which was, you know, obviously last week. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be Monday, but the it ended up being Tuesday, Tuesday morning and then Friday because. The I don't know if you remember last Tuesday was so over it was hazy because of all the smoke and fires out west. So we sure going to move it to later in the week. Um, So what I do after let's say that the shoot has been scheduled and you know we've got a contract, I generally uh, ask whoever's hired me to put me in touch with the superintendent. In this case, it was Pat Um, because once the shoot has been scheduled, the superintendent is really the most important person because I need to coordinate with them, um, you know, mainly for the morning because, you know, in the morning, the superintendent's out prepping a golf course for the day's play. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: And that's also the time when I'm out there. So I need to coordinate with him so that, you know, we're not, you know, stepping on each other's feet. Uh, And also they like to, oftentimes they like to, they'll ask me, you know, what, what do you need for me? And, you know, I'll say, say, yeah, ideally, you know, if everything is mowed, the course is mowed, the bunkers are raked, all that is great, but there's some limitations to that in the morning because Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from a time perspective, you know, if they're going to mow the whole golf course, they'd have to start at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, which that isn't always possible. Right. So we, I generally coordinate with the superintendent and I'll tell them, I'll let them know what I like and you know in, in pat's case what i did as i got there on monday afternoon and i scouted around and the course was closed so he had his guys come in late he, he, actually he had his, they, they had an outing on monday so he had his guys come in after the outing and start mowing rough and fairway because after a big outing there's a lot of cart tracks you know mm-hmm. in the rough and the fairway cart traffic it just makes tracks, so he came in and had his guys start mowing the grass so to get rid of the tracks they rake bunkers so it would look good for the morning right and then he i told him okay i want to shoot these holes in the afternoon so he had his guys go do those first and then i said oh, i'm gonna shoot these holes in the morning so he had his guys come in early on um, tuesday morning and they went out and mowed all the holes that i wanted to shoot just fairways they would mow fairways approaches greens they would rake bunkers anything that was messed up from the day before uh, so essentially so, you're
0: like a director right on a movie set and you're sort of giving the shot list to the to the your yeah, production assistant yeah
1: yeah now that's not every superintendent's going to do that mm-hmm. but you know a number of them do and the reason they do it is because it just looks better. Sure, you know when you when they get out there and they mow fairways, it gets rid of the dew. And you know even if you know even if there's dew on the fairway, sometimes you see you'll see residual marks from carts from the day before, which depending on the angle of the sun doesn't always look so good. So mm-hmm. mowing the thing out. And then there's also um, coordinating with his guys so they're not driving all over the place and making tracks in the dew, which you know, doesn't look good either. I mean, yeah, I can fix a lot of that up in post-production, but it's a lot easier if it just looks nice to begin with. Yes. And so natural. there's a lot of that, There's a lot of back and forth and coordinating with the superintendent. And then, you know, if I'm on a, you know, two or three-day shoot, we basically do that every day. So I know uh, if I, when I'm done with the day's work, I'll call the superintendent, I'll text them. I said, okay, here's the holes I'd like to shoot in the morning. Um, and sometimes what he'll do is he'll just have his guys stay off so they don't make tracks and do, or he'll get out early and have his guys mow it, uh, like, you know, like Pat did and some other guys do too, uh, just cause it looks better. So that's kind of how it, you know, in a nutshell, that's sure a lot of it. And,
0: and who decides whether it's going to be a crane, a ladder, a drone? Is that something that you add that they ask for, both? Is that part of the uh, communication? Uh, how does yeah. that get decided?
1: Um, it's usually me um, mm-hmm. because I don't really use a lift too much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a cherry picker, a lift, a bucket truck, whatever you want to call it, to mm-hmm. get me up because I have a drone. And the drone drone you know used to be before the advent of drones uh the course would rent a lift for several days and you know they would pull it around on a gator and you know go to different spots that i wanted to and i'd have to get in and go up you Mm -hmm. know take the picture come down move it it was um it's not the most efficient way sure having a drone is more efficient so the drone essentially has taken the place of that Mm -hmm. um we did, however, use a lift a little bit at Sand's point because um, they wanted to make they want to make some really really large prints for the clubhouse,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the 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 camera that I you know would shoot from the ground with so to speak um, produces these really you know large files that enlarge better. So just to make sure. Um, gotcha. that, that, you know because they were going to make some prints that were six seven feet wide mm-hmm. um i wanted to make sure that you know i had these flat, proper files for that so we used the lift and it I, was i actually hadn't used the lift in a long time but it, it's you know it, it's fun going up 40 feet in this thing sure and
0: yeah. and the and what pieces of the property did you sort of uh, settle on i mean i know you probably went around the whole bunch but what were some of the main focal points of that shot or, or that shoot, I should say.
1: Shoot. Um, well, there are a couple holes, you know, and I consulted with Pat too. Um, the let's see, it was the third hole, um, four, five, six, seven. It's just a cool par three behind the behind the clubhouse and the barn there. Yeah. Uh, nine, which has really cool. Uh, green complex and bunkers. Um, so I got some shots behind nine, which really showed the, the green, the shape of the green and the bunkers, which was, and that has that kind of almost squared off look to it, which I love. Right. Um, yeah. And then let's see on the back nine, you know, 16, there's just a wonderful, has just a great golf hole. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, it has those bunkers that are almost, almost like not quite, but, kind of church pew bunkers between has the three bunkers in line not quite church pews but it has that kind of look to it yeah um between 15 and 16 so i got you know i got some shots of that uh 18 so it was about a dozen holes out there um that i shot
0: any particular that you were uh fond of like the you know when you look back and you go yeah. through the files you're like ooh, that's yeah. that's that's the cherry one right there
1: yeah, I, um, I, some of the greens are just complexes, like the sixth green complex is really cool. It, and it kind of has that L shape and it has that back left that wraps around the bunker and it has this big, big drop offs on each side on every side. Yeah. I You know, it's, it's a raised green a little bit and then it has a big drop off. Uh, I really like that. So I got a cool shot from behind the green there. Uh, I love the ninth green i got a cool shot behind there um the i, I really like the seventh hole the par three uh, it yeah. also happened that the light the light in the morning on the seventh was really great um 16 is just a really good golf hole and really like that um I'm trying to think of
0: i, I think that um <laughs> there's a couple yeah that oh, the... oh go ahead i'm sorry
1: yeah well, i'd say looking down the 12th the par three yeah, yeah. Twelfth means that's a really great, great view. That Love is
0: that one. That's a that, now the twelfth is that uh that looking down at that T from that T to the to the green is that pretty much the highest point on the property?
1: Uh, that I mean, there's not a lot of elevation change on that property. But right. Probably.
0: Well, it certainly, if it's not the highest, it certainly gives you the most uh, yeah. views yeah, of the I layers.
1: Think, yeah, the twelfth, yeah, T. Yeah, you know that. I mean, it's not that high, but still, yeah. Yeah, but it's a great view looking down twelve. Because I've always. And what's that? Yeah, it's it's a great view, especially we can get up, uh, you know, with a drone or that we actually took the lift behind the green, you know, behind the tee there and I Mm -hmm. shot down 12 and 13. So I was actually up there, you know, 40 feet in the lift.
0: Yeah. That's Um, a, that's a great shot. I, that's, um, I have a couple of shots from there too. And that's from, not that I'm a professional or anything, but that was sort of one of my favorite, um, uh, shots just from that because the views from there are really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a, a favorite of the clubs as well. Mm -hmm. That's, that and
0: sixteen, I think, are the two that are their favorites. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and the par three. I'm sure that uh, the, the the not the pro shop, but I guess uh, you know gets might get its fair share of dings now and again. But that is a beautifully. It's funny how you wouldn't think, but that that club that clubhouse, the back of where the pro shop is and and whatnot, sort of also helps frame the hole in some ways. And it's a, a weird that it does, but mm-hmm. it does it appropriately. It's kind of, um, yeah. it's, it's strange how that happened. Well, uh, you know, it's just strange the way that is because you don't really see that very often, but it, it really all ties in very well.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the seventh hole.
0: Oh, uh, seventh hole. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. That one behind the, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually it's interesting because it's really the only hole on the golf course where you can't see the rest of the golf course. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Which is kind of nice because it actually makes it yeah. like this little intimate little spot.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's very cool. It's yeah. It's a great little hole too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's so little. <laughs> no,
0: not anymore. I'm sure it was back in the day, but well, it's certainly not the. Um, I'm a I'm a fan of the short number two, but um, uh, which is not yeah. short anymore. But they they lengthened it when they had the championship there um but yeah. uh but it's usually about a hundred and fifteen yard shot uh they- they bounced right. that they built a new tee to make it about a hundred and fifty yard shot so which is a very right. small green for a hundred and fifty yard shot but these guys yeah. you know our wedges are like you know it's pretty much still a wedge for them a hundred and fifty but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's still a uh, it's a still a cool little short hole i like it yeah it's
1: very yeah it is there's a lot of great holes out there.
0: Um we we got a little more time not much I'm just curious where are you going where are you headed that you can tell us about what are you looking forward to sure. um uh, as you uh, as the summer comes to you know the, it's last the back nine of the summer if you will
1: <laughs> um well it's been a, a fabulous year i've gotten to go to some very really cool places um mm-hmm. i was just down in new jersey I shot mountain ridge and echo lake next week um I'm heading out to Michigan, uh, to Ann Arbor to shoot Barton Hills. It's mm. an old Donald, which is very cool. Um, then I'm back here. Um, going to shoot, uh, I've probably got to finish up some work on a couple of shoots I've been doing. I had a big project at Waikigil and, you know, some other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, actually, taking a taking a week a week or two off, uh, because then at the end of August it starts up again. I'm going out to Colorado to shoot Cherry Hills. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, then um, in September, heading down to shoot um, Mossy Oak in Mississippi and Wilmington Country Club. Where they're having the, uh, the BMW. Sure. Uh, next year. And then I'm probably missing something. Um, in October, um, I'm going out to Dallas, to Trinity Forest. Um, there's a couple. And then going to Arizona. I'm trying to think. Wow, you Remember really.
0: Get, you're yeah. logging some miles that's for sure you got some reward points coming yeah. your way
1: yeah and then uh there's i'm missing something in there um there's another oh I'm, I'm going to actually i'm going to florida next week too um from michigan i go to florida to shoot um they just did a uh andy staples renovated the um what used to be the old squire course at pj national oh okay he renov- He took the land that was the Squire Course was on, and shortened the Squire Course. It's now going to be called the Match. Um, and took part of the land. I think it was the the first and the eighteenth hole of the Squire Course, and he turned it into a par three course. Oh, cool. Called the Staples Course. So, yeah, I was, and I was down there in. Uh, I was there in April and shot it, but it was. You know, still a lot. it was still during growing, so I'm gonna go down there and shoot those again. Um, got a trip to Hawaii in December.
0: All right. Well, um, you let me know if you need an assistant for that. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I got another trip to Florida in November. I'm trying to remember everything. Yeah,
0: that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> you know, I'm sure you uh, you're well, you're a man in high demand, and it's it's um. Uh, it's certainly well deserved. Uh, the images are beautiful, and um, you know people can go. What's the what the website? Just to give everybody the URL, just so they have it in case they want to. Uh, oh,
1: it's, it's easy. It's Evan Photography dot com.
0: Perfect. So, uh, and Pretty you can easy. you can purchase uh, images like. Um, like Sands Point or whatever they may be, or and of uh, your favorite course, and yeah. you can get them framed, yeah. and you can get whatever yeah, you yeah. need, right?
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on there. You um, know, I'm always, you know, I'm always adding things.
0: Awesome. Well, Evan, thank you so yeah. much for coming on the program today. I really appreciate your time. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm glad we got a got a chance to catch up and uh, and talk about one of my favorite courses on Long Island in Sands Point.
1: It's um, it's it's gone to the top of my list of hidden jewels or hidden gems.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. th- thank you again for, for for joining the program. I really appreciate you coming on. Hey,
1: hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it for this week. Thank you to Evan Chiller, who has been um, uh, who's. A friend of the program, and it was great to catch up with him and, and talk about, like I said, one of my favorite courses in Sands Point. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week. You're listening to On Par with Anthony scorsia